Hello and welcome to the Jeff Hooks Podcast. Today we're going to break down the off-season moves of the teams in the AFC West. Uh, one of my listeners, my most faithful listener in particular, uh, my brother-in-law Roy, I know has been looking forward to this podcast ever since I started doing these because he is a diehard Broncos fan. And we are going to start with the Denver Broncos who finished 5-11 and last year, last place in the division. Head coach Vic Fangio, who is on the hot seat. You cannot have another 5-11 and season there, Vic. Got to do something this year. I think you're out. Uh, $31 million in cap space. Uh, key free agents are A.J. Bouye, Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris, DeMar Dotson, Tim Patrick, uh, Alexander Johnson. I think uh, it, some of this $31 million absolutely has to be used to franchise tag Justin Simmons. You cannot let that dude go. He is an absolute stud at safety. They franchise tagged him last year. Not a household name, but he's one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, Justin Simmons, look him up. Check out some of his highlights. He's an absolute beast uh, at safety there for the Broncos. So you're looking at about $14 million. You, know, you franchise tagged him for about 12 last year. goes up by 20% every year. So absolutely worth it. Keep your – probably your best defensive player last year. And overall, it, if you want to include Chubb and Von Miller, your third best defensive player, you have to bring this guy back. And then I think you've used the rest of that money probably to bring back your own guys. I'm not sure they're making any big splashes in free agency. So you're looking at uh, Shelby Harris and – Tim Patrick and Alexander Johnson all probably coming back on deals that will eat up the rest of that cap space. But all good players. Uh, Alexander Johnson played 97% of the snaps last year for this team and has really been their only consistent inside linebacker, um, I, that's, which is a need I think they definitely need to address in the draft. But I think you absolutely bring this guy back. I don't think he's going to be too high of a price point for him. So bring back Patrick, Harris, Johnson, franchise tag Simmons. I think those are the re-signing moves that you make if you are the Broncos uh, then you have a couple of decisions to make with guys who are under contract. Uh, Von Miller, he's in the last year of his deal. If you remember, he signed the most lucrative deal a defensive player has ever signed uh, after he won the defensive. Uh, excuse me, after he won the Super Bowl MVP. So, and of course, that looks like chump change now because these contracts keep going up and up and up and up and up. So, is he going to want to be paid like one of the highest paid defenders in the league? We'll see. Uh, he's been hurt, and if. Maybe next year they're using a franchise tag on him. We'll see. Uh, I don't think I don't see an, a long term deal getting done just because there's going to be so much space. Von Miller is still going to think that he's, you know, deserving of being paid like a top tier defender, and the Broncos are probably like, well, we haven't seen it <laughs> in over a season. So I think he at least plays out that last year of the contract, and you know, if he is putting up 15 sacks again next year, then yeah, they're probably going to have to pay him. So we'll see how that goes. The other move is Drew Lock. And this extends to what they do with the, their pick at number nine. Are they trading for Deshaun Watson? They have to make a decision on Drew Locke. If they can get Deshaun Watson, absolutely, 100%, you send him down the river. You absolutely go for a guy like Watson if you can get him, especially with this receiving core, with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant, uh, Melvin Ingram out of the backfield. This offense would be deadly if they could get a guy like Deshaun Watson. Uh, that said, I'm not sure they have the assets. Um you might have to give up one of those offensive weapons in addition to some picks. And then is it really worth giving up all that to get Watson when you're making the rest of your team worse? So you're – I'm not sure I could see that happening. So I think they're going to give Drew Locke another year. I, I think they would love to have Watson. I don't think the Texans are going to give up Watson to this team. Uh, 
And if they did, the Broncos would have to give up too much to make it worth it. It's basically where I'm landing uh, with that. So sorry to tell you, Roy, I don't think you're getting Deshaun Watson. I know you really want him. But look, if he goes here, the Broncos are going to be great. And the picks are going to be too high and the Texans aren't going to want that. Or the Broncos are going to give up too much and it's not going to be worth it that way. So there's, there's no way I see this trade working out, unfortunately for you. So you're picking here at number nine. And A.J. Bouye just left. Um, the top two corners in the draft are Caleb Fairley and Patrick Sertan Jr. I projected them to go 10 and 11 respectively to the Cowboys and Giants. In my first podcast, the NFC East Breakdown, I'm going to backtrack on that because A.J. Bouye left. And now the Broncos are sitting there needing a cornerback. Uh, Bryce Callahan is their best corner, and he's a great corner, but he is a slot corner, and you want to keep him where he's best. You don't want to try to move guys around, take them out of their comfort zone. So I think you have to draft an outside corner here, which makes me think that they're going to lead towards Caleb Fairley. Uh, both of these guys, uh, Fairley and Sertan, I mean, you, whoever you ask, some guys say one is better, some guys say the other. They're built almost identically. Their games are pretty identical. It seems to me everywhere I look, it seems to be the Broncos are higher on Fairley. So we're going to have them taking Caleb Fairley here at number nine. Another option for them here would be uh, Rashawn Slater, the uh, left tackle out of Northwestern, or a Quiddy Pay, a defensive end out of Michigan. I don't see a 3-4 a defensive end going this high. doesn't seem right. 3-4 uh, defense, your outside linebackers provide your pass rush, and those are usually your high-dollar guys and your high draft pick guys. In uh, a 4-3 four, three, four, three defensive end is your pass rusher, and those guys are the ones you see generally going this high. I can't see taking a 3-4 defensive end this high. So Caleb Fairley here at number nine to the Denver Broncos. That moves us on to uh, number 40, where I have them taking Jabril Cox, the linebacker out of LSU. A couple of other options are Creed Humphrey. He's the best center in the draft, but uh, the Broncos just drafted a center last year in the third round. I think they give him at least one more season there. And then at number 71, a couple of different options here. Uh, Davian Dixon, the nose tackle out of Oklahoma, is an option. But I have them going Sean Wade, another cornerback uh, out of Ohio State here at number 71. So Caleb Fairley, Jabril Cox, and Sean Wade uh, in the first three rounds and franchise tagging Justin Simmons and bringing back Alexander Johnson, Tim Patrick, and Shelby Harris. Those are my off-season moves for the Denver Broncos. Roy, I know you wanted to hear me say that they're going to be trading for Deshaun Watson, but I don't see it happening. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. Welcome back. We move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. I have not messed up and called them San Diego yet. Let's see if I can uh, hold true to that the whole podcast. A new coach for them, Brandon Staley. They're looking at about $23 million in cap space here, and they are probably going to use that to bring back couple of these key free agents, uh, Melvin Ingram and Hunter Henry. I think you absolutely have to bring those two guys back. So I think you sign one, franchise tag the other, however you got to work that out. Uh, Mike Pouncey, I think, is gone. I don't think he's put up the production. I say production. I don't think he's played to the level that they expected him to at center there. So I think that they have to part ways with him. But I do think that is a need that they address in the draft. So uh, re-signing Ingram and Henry, I think, is pretty much going to be what you can do. Uh, I don't think they can make any big signings after that with only 23 million dollars in cap space so that moves them to the draft and their needs are offensive line offensive line and uh, offensive line this line is absolutely terrible Justin Herbert succeeded uh, in spite of them last year and if they expect him to carry this team they have to give him some blocking so 
At 13, 47, and 77, their first three picks in the draft, I have them taking all offensive linemen. Uh, it starts here at number 13 with Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Uh, the other option is Christian Darasaw uh, out of Virginia Tech. Both left tackles, both stud guys. Slater, I have ranked slightly ahead of Darasaw. And I have him still available here at number 13. So we'll call a uh, Rashawn Slater uh, at number 13 to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, number 47, I think, as we just mentioned, they're going to be parting ways with Mike Pouncey, I believe. So you take the best center in the draft here is Creed Humphrey uh, out of Oklahoma. Uh, center, not really a big position of need. You rarely see guys like Travis Frederick going in the first round like the Cowboys did a few years ago. You only see that if you have an absolute stud at center. Uh, Creed Humphrey is a solid starting level center. You're getting him here in the second round. Nothing to sneeze at. You absolutely need to solidify this offensive line. And number 77, I have them taking Trey Smith, a guard out of Tennessee. Look, this might not be exciting, but they have all the playmakers on this team that they could possibly want with Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert. Uh, We just said that we think that they're going to bring back back Hunter Henry. And, of course, you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams there on the outside at receiver. So you have all the offensive weapons you could possibly want. They have a pretty loaded side of the – pretty loaded team on the defensive side of the ball as well with uh, Melvin Ingram, Derwin James, and, of course, Bosa. So I think you, it's boring, but it's like it's eating your vegetables. You have to draft offensive linemen. Nobody ever regretted taking a lineman. Well, I don't want to say nobody ever regretted it, but it's very rare you look back and say, oh, man, we shouldn't have taken that guard. We shouldn't have taken that tackle. It's always we shouldn't have taken that quarterback. All oh, that wide receiver stunk. These guys, their skills translate. It's the safe pick. It's the boring pick. But when you already have your franchise quarterback back there these are the kind of picks you have to make so sorry if there's any uh chargers fans out there i know this was boring three linemen but hey uh that's what you guys need so we're going to take another quick break and come back and talk about the las vegas raiders God, there's two of those teams where you can mess up the city yeah las vegas raiders uh when we come back welcome back we move on to the las vegas raiders eight and eight second place in the afc west head coach john gruden a negative cap space for this team so your key free agents uh, eric harris nelson aguilar vic beasley fortunately for this team they're all going to be gone because with the cap coming backwards that puts the raiders about 20 million dollars over the cap for next year uh, fortunately for them though they're not going to have to cut bait with any of the guys who were really a uh, big part of their team last year. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a, has a $10 million cap figure, and a LaMarcus Joyner also has a $10 million cap figure. So you can cut those two guys, neither of whom started, and pretty much just move on from there. You still have most of your roster intact from last year, and you move forward. Uh, I think that's the you know pretty easy situation for them compared to some other teams like the Steelers who were looking at cutting bait with some guys who were really important to their team last year. So that moves you to the draft. It's pretty much the only way that you can improve with, uh, with no cap space. And you, you're looking at replacing a guy like Aguilar and replacing a guy like Eric Harris. So here at number 17, I think you go with the safety. Uh, Trevon Mooring, who is the best safety, by far the best safety in this class at a TCU. I think you pick him here and you don't even think about it. You move on. Um, unfortunately for them, he may not be available. So if he's not, every time there's this speeds to receiver, you have to ask, are the Raiders going to take him? That's Jalen Waddle this year, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Of course, they took the fastest guy in the draft last year, uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, also out of Alabama. And then a few years ago, well, I say a few years ago, it's probably about a decade ago now, of course, they, uh, they took Darius Hayward Bay because he had 
the best 40 time <laughs> at, at the combine. So they fall in love with the speed. So maybe there being no combine is actually a good thing <laughs> for the Raiders here. Al Davis may have died, but his love of speed receivers lives on uh, with this team. They cannot help themselves. But I think you have to hold back if you're the Raiders and fight the urge to draft Jalen Waddle. Here you go with Trayvon Mourning. You, know, you put him back there at safety and you move on. You do not want to go into next season with Jeff Heath as your starting safety. He played for the Cowboys. I remember him well. Hell of a guy, hell like puts forth the effort, but he just does not have it back there. So Trevon Mooring here at number 17 to the Raiders. That moves us on to number 48. I have them taking Nico Collins, uh, wide receiver out of Michigan. Does not have the blazing speed that a guy like Waddle has, but he's a nice, reliable receiver, a bigger guy. I think he would match well with Ruggs. So a Nico Collins, wide receiver out of Michigan uh, at number 48 to the Raiders. That moves us to 80, and they still need a corner. So at number 80, you're looking at a guy like Eric Stokes out of Georgia or a Paulson Adebo out of Stanford. Uh, Stokes is higher on my board. He's uh, ranked in the low 70s. So at number 80, he may or may not be available here. So to me, he is the pick if he's available. If not, you go with uh, Paulson Adebo, cornerback out of Stanford. So that's going to do it for the Raiders. Uh, Don't have too much to say about most of these teams because they don't have the cap space to really make free agency moves. So we're going straight to the draft. If you're wondering why we spent double the time on the Broncos, it's also because I wanted to, you know, give a little nod to my brother-in-law here with his Broncos hair. So uh, we're going to take one more quick, quick break and come back and talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back. We wrap up the podcast here to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, 14-2. and two. Uh, first place in the AFC West head coach, Andy Reid. Of course, they lost in the Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as we all remember. They are another team uh, with negative cap space, so we're not going to be talking about any uh, free agency signings for them. It's going to be more restructuring contracts and cutting guys to try to get under uh, the cap, which means uh, Brashad Breland and uh, Sammy Watkins, their two big free agents, are going to be gone for them. Uh, a couple of guys they could cut here. I think you restructure uh, Chris Jones. He's got a big cap figure, but you could kick some of that money down the line, especially with this year. The cap it should – you have to imagine we're going to have fans again at some point, which directly affects the cap. So the cap is probably going to go up next year, if not the year after. So you kick that can down the road on Jones, save some money this year, cut a guy like Anthony Hitchens who has not done what they brought him in to do. Another guy that used to play for the Cowboys. Kind of glad we got rid of him. So that leaves them here rebuilding. Well, I don't want to say reloading. Let's call it reloading with the Chiefs. They're definitely not rebuilding. Reloading through the draft. Uh, Their draft needs, for me, are linebacker, left tackle, the left tackle thing you saw in the Super Bowl, uh, center and cornerback. So here at number 31, there's not really a left tackle that I think uh, merits this pick. I think all the top guys are going to be gone at this point. You can look at a guy like Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, but I think he's more of a – Second round guy. I'm looking at uh, Nick Bolton here, the linebacker out of Missouri at number 31 for the Chiefs here, especially losing Hitchens and just not really having any solid interior linebacker play there for a few years now. I think you'd spend some draft capital here back into the first round. You get a solid starting middle linebacker in Nick Bolton here out of Missouri. So then you're moving on to number 63. You're looking at us. Guys like Sean Wade out of Ohio State. But I have them taking a Dylan Rodand. He is a tackle out of North Dakota State. So he projected Trey Lance there at North Dakota State. And a lot of these 
D2 guys are not going to get the looks that they have been getting in the past with, with no combine. Uh, however, I've watched some game film on this guy, and I think he is just as good as any guy you see at a D1 level. So I think you get a solid starting quality tackle here late in the second round, uh, which is good for them. And that moves us on to number 94. I have them taking the second best center in the draft. I know, very boring. Two centers. <laughs> oh, great content there, Jeff. Two centers uh, going in this division. Look, it's they're the quarterbacks of the offensive line. Like it's You can trivialize them all you want. They are an absolute need. And the Raiders, excuse me, the Chiefs absolutely need to improve at that position. So here at number 94, I have them taking Landon Dickerson, the center out of Alabama. And that is going to do it for this podcast. Uh, hopefully I will be back later on in the week. Finally got everything squared away to have my first guest. Uh, my friend Jesse is going to be on and we are going to do another Super Bowl draft. But this time we're going to record the whole thing and we're going to talk about our picks and talk about the prospects of all these teams for next year. So it should be a lot of fun. And I really look forward to doing that. Uh, we're looking to record on Wednesday. So hopefully I'll have that pot out uh, Thursday morning. Until then, guys, I hope you enjoy this one and keep listening. Thank you.